but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. But it is happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. These are some powerful verses meant to foster learning and orphans. Both learning and orphans are fostered muchly through these 11 verses in chapter 2. And I read from 10 of 22 verses in this chapter and then after reading from 10 of the 22 starting from the first verse to the 10th verse I then jumped ahead entirely leaving verses 11 through 21 out and then read from verse 22 and appropriately so, because I, again, like to leave questions like Jesus Christ, because I know how leaving questions actually brings people together, but most people lean into their own understanding 
and blame the fact that there were no the fact that there are questions left people blame god for that and assume it's causing division instead of unity but that's again we have to we are natural and we have to abandon our own understanding and lean not into it and so if we cultivate our own understanding and the deification of logic and therefore deify wisdom at some point if not beforehand what we are doing is saying we're going to figure out the mysteries of everything and we don't need God so reject the understandings quote understanding that the world has because there are many there are many pieces of knowledge nuggets that sound really wise considering the challenges that are at hand things like ignorance is bliss and because ignorance is not bliss that's a lie and it's a type of wisdom people carry and they puff because they think they're so wise and then they battle and they need to pick less battles put some battles away take just put them down so let these 11 of 22 verses from chapter 2 be a bit of a of light let it be a light to you and this is actually from second peter i don't know why but i feel compelled to reveal that this is actually coming out of second peter this time so i don't know what he's doing he just compelled me to say that So let him lead you and teach you. And consider me mm, I dare say a sign on your way to the campgrounds. The happy hunting grounds. Consider me letting you know you're only a few more miles out in the comfort we can experience once we get to the safe agreed upon location is going to be wound soothing this is a touchy subject the holy bible all of the content therein this section is in this modern Age, let 2020 be hindsight. Let this year allow hindsight to really enter into you because that which goes into man is good and that which comes out of man is evil. So instead of just producing more of which is evil, let understanding and knowledge and wisdom come into you that you be learned in subtleties because I've been commanded to teach subtleties and if I don't I'm going to be responsible for that (coughs) excuse me the excuse me So the the purpose of this is to is to I want to present salutations and confrontations because I've been taken prisoner by Jesus Christ 
But I asked him that he take me prisoner in faith. In Jesus' name, I asked the Most High, in Jesus' name, that I become a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fruition of that is taking place. And I'm getting joyful now. Like, I am actually having true joy and the appropriate remorse and therefore sorrow. And that's why joy and sorrow work in tandem and despair. Despair is the opposite of joy and sorrow. Because our joy shall lead us to our hope. Our joy is what leads us to our hope. So people might think that despair is the opposite of hope, but since joy leads us to our hope, it must be that despair is the opposite of joy. Continuing... The the false prophets I could sit around and worry about that and wonder who's false who is falsely prophesying and leading people astray and who is falsely teaching and leading people astray but I don't worry about that now because another area of the Holy Bible which was surprising to come across this wheelhouse is that the Lord wants us to be as gentle as sheep I mean to say excuse me as gentle and as as a dove and to be as malleable formable moldable willing like sheep and as cunning as snakes scripture is food and medicine and to learn that he wants us to be subtle as cunning as snakes as gentle as doves and as herdable as sheep sheep are herdable goats are not really that herdable they are letting goats let their their incessant will to worship their belly rule their lives and they are willful creatures especially when they're not well trained and used for their purpose one of the qualities of goats is that they are not... Sheep also are anxious. However, goats are anxious, but a sheep sooner will let you comfort it than a goat. This is a really interesting fact about these the difference between goats versus sheep. And another interesting thing about sheep versus goats is sheep have a tendency to really cleave to their shepherd. They really want to be around the shepherd that that they are used to. Whereas goats sooner are like, I don't care, you got food? You know, they are 
taking heed for their lives and their pleasures, whereas sheep shall be calmed and collected, and then they'll let you shear them and produce for others, and they'll They're very beautiful creatures, creations, I should say. Both of them. I think goats are actually kind of cute. <laughs> um, but anyways, so focus on how he is trying to get you comfortable with a notion that is extraordinarily controversial in a year like 2020. It says here that even denying the Lord that bought them, bought people, that is something that can immediately set a person off. But the truth is that the Lord has bought. Much. The purchase that Jesus Christ made let me just say it's universal and if you are incessantly denying that which is good then swift destruction swift destruction must be the ultimate choice for those people Whereas for me, swift reconstruction is is preferred. I don't want to conform. I want to be transformed. And many shall follow their pernicious ways because they won't be transformed. They will allow themselves to fester as a wound you know he's speaking medically and what causes pernicious ways is speaking evil of the way of truth that is going to cause festering malignancy and more I'm going to digress I have a lot of words for that but it's better to let let you come to those conclusions. I'd rather you realize what they're called, what this is, you know, what bad is called, instead of me tell you all the stuff and sound fancy. <coughs> Excuse me. And through covetousness shall they, with feigned words, make merchandise of you this is sycophantic is what he's describing and and we have a fancy word called sycophant sycophantic that is what that is through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you people can be sick they can be sycophantic. They can be psychophantic. Psychophantic people are self-serving. And they are servile to that cause. Let's, they are, let's backtrack. They are not self-serving. They are servile self-seeking. Flatterers. Liars. They will tell you what you want to hear knowing which words are a currency for you, and they will say to you that which you respect, only ultimately that they be served. 
we're talking about people that have subtleties themselves, which is why the Lord has commanded me and anybody else who wants that call to be heard and then adhere to that call. He will have you learn subtleties and he will have you teach subtleties because there are manipulative people out there that say really clever things in order to get you to choose something because they are covetous they covet that which is yours not being hopeful and respectful that God has plenty for them and so God does not covet anything that's yours. He covets you, so to speak. He does not covet that which is yours. It is you who he is. He is decidedly chosen. And he's jealous about how they want you to think. And he's jealous about how you have thought about him and about other people because we have all experienced covetousness whether we were taking it in or giving it out and they will to make merchandise of you you have to understand they and they want to covet you and yours and turn you into merchandise that is disgusting and I am going to good fight Anybody who tries to make a merchandise out of me, I will literally let many things go and just let it all roll off my shoulders. The moment I feel like someone's trying to make a merchandise out of me, I'm going to get the sheath. to breathe a little bit let a little bit of air get in there because I'm going to remove my sword and give that sheath a moment to breathe Christ owns me I belong to him he has bought me I own that truth it's on other people to step into the all gravity and all humility not Willfulness. Willfulness is the opposite of gentleness. So, <clears throat> excuse me. These people that covet incessantly, and they just won't take heed for understanding but for their own life instead and that which is theirs and that which is their friends but not they won't care that even enemies of theirs or acquaintances of theirs have things that are theirs and it isn't well if I'm smart enough to get that which is yours that's your fault that's what a sociopath does. They believe that there is no good and evil. There's only power. And who is hip to that power and knows how to get more of that power. And the amount of power that I have, because knowledge is power, and there is such thing as knowledge and great knowledge, and I possess both. And I'm saying this not to boast. This is to let people know, be careful around me, because I'll twist up a lot. I will reverse gears. Before you know it, I will turn you around. You will be going, you will be facing the other direction.
And the other direction might be not on your feet. Not turn you away that you want to leave me alone. I will walk in such a high gravity that being around me shall compress you. And it's because of your choice not to walk in all gravity. Not because I'm trying to dominate you, but because Jupiter is held in place by a power you don't realize. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, not preserved, reserved. Reservations for chains. They want shackles, they want shanks, they want cuffs, they want irons. They want shackles, they want shanks, they want cuffs, they want irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Bring all the wood, set it on fire. Bring all the friends, this gonna take a while. Yeah, just me, going at the wiles of the devil, going down Mike, make a bigger pile. Give them shackles, they want shanks, they want cuffs, fetch irons. Them want shackles, they want shanks, they want cuffs, fetch irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs, irons. Shackles, shanks, cuffs. I have allowed him to move me and give me words that and ways of saying things that I didn't have before. And he has also given me a talent to use what we call rapping. And I like that now. I used to <clears throat> have contempt <clears throat> over rap because I considered it only a bad source and there are bad raps out there and but I like it now because rapping we rap on doors to get into them and it turns out we can open doors through rapping so I'm rapping on the door of people's hearts and I hope that people let me in and have some water because I need a cup. However, this is okay, and then some. And he's going to make this man new and different. And God owns rap. By the way, I don't know if somebody thinks that somebody else or a group of some some other group owns rap like it's a like the sole proprietorship, like kung fu, as if the Chinese own kung fu, which is not true. Because where somebody might be quote the sole proprietor, it is God who is the proprietor of your soul. And that was his invention. And he doesn't need a patent. But he went ahead and wrote one anyway, and it's in the Holy Bible. You should find the patent for your soul. It's in there. It's one of these verses. You'll read it, and you'll know he was talking about you. And you'll feel like he does have ownership and you will, you can let go of the transgression of being bought that you are not your own
one of my precious pearls I'm going to offer right now. I was in a very deep state of meditation and in a state of peace welling up in the Lord and at one point I felt myself go somewhere and I trusted him but it felt a little it was obviously felt it felt different I didn't know what was happening but it was in the trust in the truth of the Lord that I was able to be welcoming of his proprietorship and welcoming his proprietorship I he showed me the beginning of Saturn I watched him push the rings of Saturn and start the rings rotating and I wanted to offer that pearl that's one of my pearls that I will to share with people that are wanting the kingdom of heaven slash needing the kingdom of heaven And not desiring, looking forward to the second coming of the Lord. I do not desire that. I desire Jesus. And I have also come to my knees and in for Jesus in his name I did that I didn't do it for I wanted to um, I wanted him to fix the problems in my life uh, you know I wasn't for that I did not do it for him to fix the problems in my life I did it because I wanted his name I want to take his name. I want to marry the father. And he has the right and he he is welcome to do with this world what he wills. Because even if it seems good to him, it's good. And those are the things that are in us that we struggle. There are things that he has. He, 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 and God saw that it was good. Those are, there are moments where, and God saw that it was good. It wasn't seemly was good and there are things which the Lord seems are good and those are good as well but in his perception eternal perception of if it seems good to us we would only see something if it seems good to him to us it could only be perceived as bad we don't have <clears throat> the ability at all to perceive that which seems good to God being good because his light is ebbing and we will not understand and appreciate that which seems good to the Lord until 
we have stepped into the flow of the chronicles of light. And so him deciding to what I'm trying to do is foster a comfortability with him and an uncomfortability with the world. So I will now backtrack for a moment and say there is rap out there that is garbage because I can sense the godliness. It's there. And they don't add brotherly love to it. It's nothing. Bunk. So when he decides to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and neighboring cities, it seems good to him. catching up to his perspective you're going to need to have Godspeed I personally have actually witnessed things that are occurring very quickly that pretty much people don't see it because of being owned by the light now that came into the world and embracing that I have Godspeed and I have witnessed things that people think don't exist or even couldn't even have the conceptualization that I don't think that exists that they there are things that I've witnessed that people can't even have the thought that I don't think that exists because the speed it requires to possess that perspective is godly so if it seems good to God it is good so we must be patient and we are patients, we're sick people, and we need to have patience with patience. So he says, in turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that, sh that after should live ungodly, that after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah should live ungodly. This is a kind of a staggering moment. Verse 6, he is saying, mankind has no excuses. That's what he, mankind has no excuses. Four words encapsulates all of the words in verse 6. And welcome him to overthrow you before he just does so. Just does so. Justly does so. People throw the word just around too much. That's my personal opinion. Might be wrong about that, but I do think that people use the word just when it is not appropriate there because it could only be used for self-serving 
and they might not even consciously be using that word. It's subconsciously muscle memory at this point that they believe what they do is just. And he delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, in Sodom, Gomorrah, and in other surrounding cities that were wiped out, one man and this is a really interesting moment. Just Lot. That's a dual moment. That means just Lot being only Lot and also righteous Lot. Lot is actually related to Abraham biologically if I, if I, if I if memory serves from studying scripture and he I believe he was his nephew anyways um a lot of stories sad it's it's sorrowful i have sorrow when i think of some of these players in the bible in the holy bible this is the holy bible this is not the bible i'm not going to trivialize that i welcome you all not to trivialize it welcome call it, call it what it is it is what it is it's the holy bible returning to it sometimes alone there's your there's where your sanctification shall occur you will continue to pursue the kingdom of heaven through the holy scripture the holy scriptures and there's just so much to doing that the offerings what he's offering us the kingdom of heaven it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom of heaven i don't even understand that i do not get what that means but i believe it now for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds That's an enigma. And it's true, but to discover that is like, really, you gotta want righteousness. Because the law came into the world through Christ. And Moses was the one who was to deliver that law to us because he was counted, it was imputed unto him righteousness. He had fear of the Lord and he had faith. And he had anger plenty of times. Anger is not something we should condemn any man for or any woman for. There can be righteous anger. Anger does not mean rage. Anger does not mean wrath. Anger means anger. And it's a part of... That's what indignance is. The indignance of God, which is righteous. He is rightly upset where he is upset. But I... He he's the he's the type to be looking down joyfully at all of us, even right now, and you wouldn't know it to look at him. That he has a kindled anger that he will not let go of because he knows something wrong must be intervened upon, and he is because he knows he's already won. The the victory of that intervention is. It's just in latency. The realization of that victory is in latency, but the victory has already occurred. He stays in this 
ever loving, joyful, peaceful, long-suffering. There's maybe some anger and long-suffering too. But I know that there's he has he's in this ever state still of long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. The faith of God is not made. He has faith. Even God has faith. And only God has faithfulness. And he has meekness and he has temperance. And he is wielding jealousy perfectly. Mankind, <clears throat> we have jealousy sometimes. And instead of being jealous for God, we are jealous of man. Kind. And I have been in that state before, and I'm becoming less jealous of mankind because the things that, with every individual, your things are yours. So get comfortable with that. Don't be like, you, don't be like, you, you're darn right they are. I know. God knows. And I also know. And you know. And we are on the same team now. We have the same mind right now. We are like-minded, believe it or not. So it's actually about you. I need and want you. Because God wants you. Not because he needs you. He wants you. Somehow that means I need you. The kingdom of heaven is in other people. Everything in their order. Before you know it, the kingdom shall be in your heart. So, obviously, if it isn't already so cultivated and cultivating, so patience, brethren. And a lot, I think about him, I have sorrow a little bit, because he had a, I'm not going to go into that, actually. That's in the, that's in the first five books of the Holy Bible, and looks like he made it into the New Testament, too. I think Lot's going to be okay here. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. I do not perceive him as a god of punishment, so that line is a little lost on me. Verse 9, chapter 2, second epistle, general of Peter. Verse 9 is really... I, not all of it, but that part of that line, that that line, within that line, within this precept, is kind of lost on me a little bit. I I can in that I can I can believe that punishment is necessary, but from my experience anymore, I hope him not a punishment type of God. But I get behind his decision to curse pride and arrogancy and the froward mouth and the evil way. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the, ju in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Indignant does not mean there's no such thing as dignity. And walking in all humilities and all gravities is a precious type of dignity that is un... It's kind of unfathomable. It's without fathom. <laughs> the... But when you get there, you will feel 
utterly compressed by dignity even so God's anger is perfect and beautiful it's beautiful that he has an anger about people doing bad to one another and his jealousy is actually gorgeous it's not to be mocked mocking God's jealousy means you are extraordinarily immature but he's weaning us from milk to meat but it has happened unto them according to the true proverb the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Excuse me. If you are as a dog of a man, a dog of a woman, I see that people have a tendency to return to abusing and being abused and you have to take a stand and that dignity is not to be mocked and it's not to be not recognized either so there's a balance to strike if someone is even let's just use the word if someone's defeated is there any need to help them what help can you give them they're defeated it's done What you can do is healing. There can be change. God does not hate divorce. I have heard people say this. He doesn't. If he hated divorce, I am certain that there are some committed Christ-like people out there that would never have done it. God is the one that strengthened every person's decision. Any person who has ever been a part of a divorce, at least one member of that Separation, God strengthened that decision. It doesn't sound like hatred. It sounds like humility. It sounds like the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. And it's better to give than to receive. And giving the strength to someone who is in an abusive relationship that there is no end in sight he is not about to feed you to the dogs and those dogs can become pleasant some other time they can be healed as well though until that rabid individual is not frothy God does not want you to be consumed by other people he wants you to consume him he wants you to drink the blood of the lamb he wants you to eat the flesh of the lamb
and he does not want you to wallow in a mire. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire, I mean, that is an interesting truth. There is a true proverb where he, he... People can go to with God and then return to the world because the free will is honored. So that's being mentioned in verse 22. And he's also pointing out the propensity of mankind to be weak. And the sow liked the wash and the sow liked the wallowing. So... That's where the sow goes sometimes. And oddly enough, the sow owner <laughs> murmurs and makes a joke, mocks the pig for being an inferior being. And in mocking the pig, they have actually accomplished a mire of their own because mire is to say. place of darkness and not understanding. It's a dark place. It's a, it's a, it's a, it doesn't, it it doesn't smell good. It, it's not easy to get through. And people do that. They go back to the places that are difficult to get through, that are of not a sweet smell and savor. So, awareness is not returning to the vomit and not returning to the mire. The vomire. And God knows our propensity, and he also knows the difficulty of not going back to the traditional way. <clears throat> that being said, <coughs> don't get a divorce. If you can... <coughs> if you can... If dialogue can be reopened, there's something to that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, that... That is... That happens. That is. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to expand on that. So true proverbs into your heart and let the meaning come through you and share that with other people. I'm not here to make peace. I'm here to share some peace that I have, but I'm not here to make peace. There are dogs of men out there and there are pigs of women out there filthy animals is what they are God says he separates the clean from the unclean the sheep from the goats so His will, then, 
be done. Let's let that come into us and let us impart. And if necessary, because dialogue is entirely closed, let us depart. And then like-minded, eventually we shall be a part of each other. Finding our people in one another for Christ.